Hello, everyone. My name is Dean Laxer, and you're listening to one of my um, beloved ranting casts. Although I don't want to rant too much today. I've been having a vacation. I've been sitting at home for uh, almost a week. Uh, This is the only week of vacation that I have. I wanted to do a podcast a bit earlier, but after almost one hour of talking, I realized that I was just talking trash and just random bullshit, really. Uh, just, you know, talking talking about subjects that should not be in this podcast or uh, drifting off too much in a completely different direction. And I don't want to bore anyone. And I'm quite thankful that people actually do listen to what I what I'm saying here, even if you might not agree with me, which is totally fine. But... Um, the reason I wanted to do the podcast in the first place was um, I, I did talk about a piece of art that I wanted to create, which I have created successfully, uh, which was a portrait of a woman that sadly passed away last year for a close friend of mine. Now, the portrait is done. It's been uh, handed over to, to the woman. To my friend and she did like it very much but I asked her afterwards if she would be fine if I post the 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 drawing and and the the image of her mother online on Instagram and she kindly declined and said no she didn't want me to do that and told me that her mother was also more let's say old school about you know data security and and uh, privacy online and stuff like that and she wanted to respect that and most likely ask me kindly to not post it. Not most likely kindly, but she did kindly ask me not to do it. And um, I have no problem with doing that. I would like to show you the the drawing anyway, because I did spend quite a few hours on it, but it has to stay a secret, um, unfortunately, maybe sometime in the future, but whatever. You know, that's just one of many things that I've done. Um, I still haven't gotten around to actually continue painting because I don't feel very good in my own skin at the moment. Um, I don't know exactly why. I, I think I might continue searching the possibility to go to therapy to uh, get my mind analyzed or, you know, how to, how to be more focused on the work that I want to do and being the person that I want to be and not just you know, uh, following the daily routine of going to work and coming home and thinking, fuck, I still got to do something and do this and do that. The paperwork I need to do is growing over my head and I'm kind of resisting to actually do that, which is in part my taxes. Um, I feel kind of fed up doing it. I think I'll give myself another deadline and do it on the weekend, the following week. And right now we're talking about Thursday, which means that I only have one more day left to enjoy my vacation. Um, it's, I, I'd like to enjoy it a bit more, but I have to admit it's too hot. We're currently, uh, in my area, we had close to 35 or 37 degrees Celsius, which is, for me personally, just way too hot. 30 degrees is okay for the most part, but not when you're outside doing sports. I cannot take the goddamn heat. It's really a lot. I, I um, When I was younger, around 20, right, I would still walk around with my fucking jacket because 
I was very insecure on a social level. I didn't like people to look at me. And I didn't like to reveal myself physically because I really wasn't much of a guy to look at. I was very flimsy, skinny, small, and um, a pathetic-looking boy, to be honest. You know, I can't talk kind about that. That was just the guy I was back then. And I wanted to hide myself, for the most part, within a jacket or, you know, long jeans and long T-shirts and all that. Not even short sleeves T-shirts, long long-armed uh, t-shirts, which is, uh, during the heat, it was a bit intense to actually do that, but um, it didn't bother me too much. You know, the heat was beating on me, but I didn't really care. I could still make it through the day without without problems. And um, today I can't do that anymore. I'm still sleeping with the windows wide open while I'm living in the basement, and my my room temperature is around 20 degrees up to 21 It doesn't get much warmer than that, which is a cool atmosphere to live in. Um, I still got to be careful with, you know, the occasional mold uh, being developed somewhere if the humidity is too high. But uh, usually if you get uh, the air floating around here uh, to a suffice uh, amount, I would say, then you could actually prevent that from happening. Um, I know other people living in basements as well, and they have the same problem with uh, a too high humidity and have to take care of it sometime and, you know, make sure that there's not something something disgusting developing behind cupboards or under the bed or something like that. So that is a disadvantage that we have to take care of every now and then. And uh, I'm not thinking about moving anytime soon. I still have enough uh, projects I want to work on and... Um, I'll get around to it eventually. I just, I maybe I just need more time for myself to relax. And since I can't talk about the latest artwork I did, um, at least not really in detail to show you guys, the only thing I can tell you is I tried to copy or recreate the image, the, um, the profile and the actual uh, details of, of the, the woman that passed away. Um, I started out with a pencil on a larger piece of paper. I didn't do it on canvas. I did it on paper. And um, the main reason was I wasn't sure if I could actually pull that off with paint. Because, you know, painting nature and animals is one thing. Painting people is really hard. And I pull my hat to anybody who can pull that off. It's, It's very intense because, frankly, if you draw a bunny or paint a bunny or... Uh, I don't know, some whatever creature, a dog, a cat, the resemblance is mostly close enough for your eyes and your brain to recognize what animal that's supposed to be. And if you take care of a few details, um, you can also make a personal cat, a close friend, look very familiar. So the, the closer you get, uh, the more that is just enough to be satisfied, or at least that your eye says, or your brain says, okay, this is, that's my cat, that's my Lulu or my, my Rex the dog. I just, um, it's enough to look at and feel some sort of happiness from it. You know, just um, the, recognizing your, your favorite pet or favorite animal works quite easy in that regard. But when it's about humans, it's a much, much more complex thing because you see a human face you know exactly who that person is, especially when you're affiliated to, to that person on a personal level. Let's say um, 
uh, mom, dad, you know, siblings or an uncle or your wife or, or husband and stuff like that, your children. That's very, very tough to do because anything that changes in the face a little bit, like the eyes don't really sit well, the nose looks a bit different, the shape of the head is maybe, maybe just slightly off with the forehead or, or, or the chin, and immediately you have destroyed the person, you know, and you recognize that uh, instantly because you just know that person. Your brain has memorized everything. Even if you cannot really uh, recreate that person in your mind by describing how the face looks like in detail, but you still have memorized the face nonetheless. And when you talk to the person, uh, you instantly recognize the person. Your brain knows exactly who to talk to or who that is to make a final judgment call. You know. But if, if you draw that person and you don't get the details right, it's askew, it's a bit off, it's a little bit surreal or morphed, and it destroys the image directly. If you're good enough to take care of most of the, the uh, let's say, more dramatic uh, uh, details and, and, and areas of the face that are absolutely vital to recognize the person, then other details might be you know, not that bad. For example, the skin tone. I think nobody really cares that much about that or let's say the hair, but the face itself, the, the alignment of the eyes, nose, and mouth, they have to be as perfect as possible to make it just seamless uh, to, that, to that person, or at least you know, the, 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 the resemblance and worth of, of recognition need to work as good as possible. I think we can all agree on that. And on my drawing, the one thing that I couldn't capture as well as, as the original picture was actually the eyes, which is a bummer because... Uh, molto importante, you know, the eyes just have to be there for you to recognize. But everything else was sitting just fine. And instead of using paint, I used chalk to um, to mimic the skin color, to make some shading and all that. And I used, I smudged the, 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 the colors over the paper with, let's say, a little bit of cloth, sometimes my finger, or I would use a Q-tip and try to uh, you know, capture certain details like around the eyes, eyelids and stuff like that and make it uh, more vibrant, I think, or more, um, less rough with the colors because if you just, you know, smash chalk on paper or a canvas or wood, it just, it never really looks like the way it should, at least to me personally. Just chalk has a different texture and character to, um, let's say, uh, creating a realistic atmosphere or uh, texture overall of nature you get a completely different kind of experience when you do that. When you smudge it, you get a bit more realistic um, approach to, uh, to the copied image you're trying to recreate. So I just took a shot and did that because I have a, a small collection of, of relatively good chalk uh, products. These, um, the colors are just fine, really. You can, you can do a lot with that. And I might do another one in, in, in the near future, because I was thinking of using the chalk for um, another picture of a friend of mine, which I started, I think, three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, maybe two, maybe two years ago. The reason why I stopped working on it, I got so fed up with the male part of that picture, because I was supposed to draw uh, a friend of mine with his girlfriend. The girlfriend I managed to capture with a pencil just fine. She looked she looks great, 
I mean, I don't want to flatter myself, but you really recognize who that person is and looks stunningly like the real thing, which surprises even myself. But I cannot, for the life of me, capture his face to a realistic degree because I don't recognize the guy on the paper anymore. So I, I erase that part gently to not destroy the paper and try to recreate it again and again and again. I just can't do it. So I got fed up and tossed it in the corner, and I think I'm going to try it once again. Uh, I, I have to. I still owe it to him that I finished this because I promised I would. So that's one thing that's still bothering me here. Um, I could give you an update on my private life, which will tie a little bit into um, the main topic of today, is about um, getting children in this day and age. Uh, don't hate me if I tell you that I think uh, making babies is one of the most selfish things that you could do. <laughs> It's, I, it's understandable where it comes from, okay? From a biological standpoint, we need to recreate and repopulate. That's just what we're made for. I don't want to talk about the religious aspects. I don't care. It's not important. The biological aspects are enough, and they're evident, and they're here every day in your face, that two people who just like each other, no matter the sex, I'm not going there, okay? I don't want to talk about that stuff again. But just two people who love each other and want to recreate, want a family. They always look at it from a very strong emotional standpoint, and it's understandable why. Um, In case you wondered what that noise was in the background, in case you heard it, that was my tablet uh, telling me that something's new, something's up. Never mind. Um, You know, back in the old days, I think it was a lot easier. Uh, The population was way smaller, we all know that. Lots of people died from diseases. They didn't get very old in the most cases. They died from war. They died from pretty much anything you could throw at them. And countries were served rather thin with people, you know, because of those circumstances. Of course, um, creating a family was even from from a point of view of any government in the 17th or 18th century was just vital, you know. Of course we need people, we need babies, we need healthy people creating healthy babies to maintain society. So that was important. They even tried to, as far as I understood it anyway, to motivate you to keep making babies, right? So that is, I think, uh, an important thing to mention. And then sometime later in other countries like China, when the one-child policy came into play, which was important. I'm not sure if that still exists today. I think it got uh, changed, I believe. I have to look that up. I don't really know. But I do know that if you had one child, it was enough. And if you had a second one, there was a penalty. Now, some people claim that that their child was taken away. I don't know what they did with it, or if that's really true. Because, you know, it's still a communist country. I have no idea what they're capable of doing there. But um, other people were, I think, allowed to keep the child, and they had to pay a a penalty, a pretty large one, but they kept the child. And in other cases, I was told there were instances where the children were forcibly removed. Uh, This is just hearsay. I have no facts. I don't know. It's just what some people told me. Um, either, Either way, we can agree that the population of China is just gigantically high, even today or even more than before. Um, it's, it's going to stay that way for a long time, I suppose. In uh, other countries like Africa, they kept, you know, banging like crazy and reproduced like, like, like bunnies. 
in countries like Germany is a bit different. You know, we have, there is a repopulative growth in Germany. You could say that, if it makes sense. Uh, but because of modern times and um, new, let's say, political agendas that are being played in the background of society, it is important for people to know that their own private life matters the most if you're successful at something. You as an individual are very, very important. You're special. Let me tell you that that is just bullshit. I don't want to say that people in general are not special, but it does get to, uh, to people's heads, I think, to a great degree when they think it's all about them. And we've talked about that issue before with, you know, the modern uh, way of dating, the way people see each other, what they expect from life, what they expect from, from their personal freedom and their uh, life quality, the experience of being alive. That's, that's all in question in, in, in this day and age because it's not good enough. You know, it has to be better. It has to be more of that, more money, more, more this, more traveling, more free time for myself to, to find myself, whatever the fuck that means. But uh, when it comes to actually making, making families and babies, there has been um, a trend in decline, I would say, with that. I'm not sure how high the numbers are. I didn't check that. I don't want to talk about numbers. It doesn't mean that much to me at this point. I can see how society does work and still works. Um, here on the countryside, I do find people getting married more often than I do find uh, or not finding, but I can see that people are still reproducing, okay, or creating families. They want babies. Out here, it's maybe a different thing, right? I mean, you're still much more connected to um, a social structure in society. You see your neighbors almost as your friends, not all of them, but a lot. Everyone knows everyone. And there is this notion, there's a pressure in society here, especially here on the countryside, because they don't know anything else than what they've been lived. Um, it's a wrong sentence. They don't know anything else because this is a life that has been presented to them by other generations over and over and over again. It's always the same cycle. Build a house, get a woman, get a husband, make babies, and that's it. There is nothing else that matters to them. So we have two extreme developments that I could uh, consciously talk about. The one side are those in, let's say, mostly major cities or in more populated areas that want more free time for themselves. They're not thinking of uh, getting a family anytime soon. They're not looking ahead into the future. What happens if they turn 60 and realize they're alone? Can they handle it? Can they deal with it? I personally think I can because I'm not going to have any kids anytime soon. And that's a different story. But um, we're getting there. There's a reason why I started this, this, this topic today. Because basically because of my dad. But before I go there, the two extremes, people who want families, people who have been taught that creating a family is the non plus ultra decision that you have to make in your life. And we have the other side saying, I want to live by myself because... I want to experience everything there is to experience. And if I don't have any children, I don't care. I have more money, less stress, more free time, and I can do what I want. So you got to these two. And somewhere down the line into the gray zones and gray areas of all societies, 
and all communities here in Germany, you find various developments within that. Okay. And uh, I think it may be possible that it could be the same in other countries like, you know, Canada, America, uh, Panama, maybe, I don't know, Mexico for sure. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, why did I say Mexico? Because I think Mexico has become more modern than we realize. I think that um, in Mexico you get treated, well, not treated differently, but I think Mexico has a bad reputation in America overall because when they say Mexico, you know, it's, it's mostly related to drug cartels or stuff you see in the movies, cliches and stuff like that. But I don't think it's true. I think it, it, it becomes a more more obvious that uh, even people in, in Mexico are moving in a much more modern era where men and women just go their own way and, and try to figure out what it is that they want from life. You know, I'm not sure if that's always a good decision. Um, I think for the most part, you got to figure that out by yourself if it's good or not. And um, in my case, why I started this uh, little story here, I just got contacted by my dad who is doing... Uh, from what I can tell, quite well. I haven't heard any medical complaints or pain and suffering of, of any kind, which I'm glad. Um, he's been living in the mountains of Taiwan for a while now. He's been living in those areas or in his own resort, if you will. You know, he just built like a few houses in which you can either rent if you know him personally or borrow for a while and just, you know, stick your family up there for two weeks and enjoy life a little bit. Or uh, basically for him and his little farm that he created to just uh, relax. And he loves, he loves the, the, the nature side up there. The, the view, of course, is fantastic. Surrounded by the wildlife forest of Taiwan, which is a very thick forest, mind you. I mean, we're talking about subtropical conditions. So this is not comparable to the more easy forests of Germany. I mean, any forest in Germany is not halfway as thick and as dense as the, the, a subtropian forest would be, or a jungle, let's say. Let's put it that way. Taiwanese forests are more like a jungle, and it's not wise to go there by yourself, um, basically, because of poisonous spiders and, and snakes and stuff like that. I don't think you find much else there. It was told and rumored once that you had monkeys up there in, in, in the mountains. It could be that they have been extinct to some degree. I'm not sure how far that goes, but I could have sworn there were monkeys up there. Nonetheless, um, my dad, who was living mostly around three to five days a week up there in the mountains, just relaxing and doing his business from mobile phones or his laptop, um, he insisted many times that I, his firstborn child, um, should make some babies, as usual. So to give you a record, or at least an update to this bullshit, it has to do with the fact that my father is a very proud man. Okay, he's a very stubborn man too. Uh, he's persistent for the most part, unless he gets fed up with something, then he tosses it into the corner and doesn't touch it again for half a year. I have that from him. <laughs> but um, his his wish to become grandfather is gigantically high. It, I think he feels more pressure towards that to in, enjoy the, the days or the final days of his life being a grandfather because he's, he's reaching close to 70. He's actually 68 now. Just a second, I've got a glass of wine here. Ah. 
It's red wine. I had some sweet white wine yesterday. I had to destroy the whole bottle by myself. And now it's it's red wine, and I'm going to do some maybe cooking afterwards. I don't know. Just a bit. I'm hanging in there just enjoying a vacation that I can not do anything productive about, with the exception of a few drawings I did for a client of mine. Yeah, that's it. Well, anyway, um, the babies, yeah, right. Um, I have... I have a brother in Taiwan. He has become a dad uh, in, in the course of, I think, early this year. And he's got a very cute little boy named Christopher. Um, it's good for him. I think that was a good decision. You know, it's, it's, he wants a family. Why not? Most people want one. It seems like that, like that anyway. Especially in Taiwan, staying alone and single, you know, is... Not that common, I believe. It's more common in Japan, not in Taiwan. And um, he, uh, my, I have another brother, a real uh, from you know my dad's first marriage in Germany, a guy I have no contact to, for various reasons. I made a decision long ago, over ten years ago, to just cut contact to my mom and him because we just do not get along anywhere when people say you know family uh, like blood is thicker than water you know you're full of shit <laughs> don't give me that cliche bullshit it, some families just do not work together in my case i had to learn that the hard way and it made me actually physically sick okay i was developing uh, serious heart problems and uh, cardio issues that were actually quite dangerous and uh, it, it was because of all the anger and the stress that i had to uh, endure during, let's say, more negative contact or establishing negative contact to my uh, other half of, of the family, the German half of the family, let's say. And um, it didn't go well, okay? And I told myself, look, before I suffer more from this and really get attacked more often, which really pisses me off to a great degree because it, it becomes personal on, on, a, on a level each time you're dealing with family crisis or issues. And it's mostly about stuff that is that means nothing. You know, like in this case, it was always about money because my dad is living a more rich life. You know, I personally am a poor person. Uh, I still manage to get around. But my brother in, in northern Germany is more... Uh, he's he's very 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 focused on getting more cash somehow somewhere, and he's trying to milk my dad for years, which uh, I was told, to my knowledge, never worked out. And I'm happy about that because you know it's, it, that's not a solution for any father to just push over money just because a kid says so. And we're talking about big things here, like cars his own apartment, now he wants his own house, and is always begging for money. And according to my dad, he sort of stopped begging for money, because now he has actually, lo and behold, his own child. So my dad has become a grandfather twice, and he's still asking me to do the same, to just remove the condoms and start the banging. That is what he literally said to me. So, yeah, it's not a joke. My dad is a little bit insane when it comes to that. And I'm 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 overanalyzing this on my part because I think my father is extremely um, he's very selfish when it comes to uh, certain family values that he cherishes a lot. 
and he doesn't really care what other people want. Uh, his friends, more, most likely, yes, but he's more traditional in, let's say, the topic of keeping families alive and reproducing, you know, just throwing your semen all, all around the place, not giving a rat's ass about, it, about anything and the outcome, just make babies. And I am most certainly not going to do that. And I think he knows that, but he's not giving up trying to force me to because he still thinks if he wants a real baby, a real uh, grandchild, it has to be me. Now, there is a tricky thing to that, okay? Because I remember years ago in Canada, in case you don't know, I haven't listened to my other bullshit, I lived in Canada with my parents for quite a long time for... Uh, from the view of a child that was over six years in Canada, uh, in Ontario, near the Montreal border. And uh, I have still vivid but colorful memories of that time, uh, including some interesting uh, experiences that my father made during those, those days. It's something I could actually talk afterwards, if you don't mind. We're talking about a near-death experience of my father. And I talked to him about it years later in Germany when we had a little vacation trip in Munich. I'll get to that maybe later because I just wanted to get the baby shit out of the way. Um, where was I? When my, uh, when my brother was born, I was almost seven years old. Yeah. And um, my, my parents had massive issues massive issues. They should have never met. That's the real truth. I know I, would have, I wouldn't have been born. Well, that's a risk I got to take. You know, if I could change time, I would maybe bring those two people never closer than like uh, 15 inches or something like that, or six foot, maybe, I don't know. Um, they fell for each other. They were young. They were naive. They didn't know what they wanted from life. My father wanted everything, and my mom was insecure. That's pretty much the, the simplest way I can put that. And um, my dad was an adventurer, and he still is today. Not as, as large as he once was, but since he still loves uh, you know, being free in, in nature on the other side of the world, I guess it's still true. And back then in Canada, um, they were talking more about divorce. My mom was talking about suicide, and I know that for a fact. And, uh, you know, they, they, they just had the, the worst time together at the end of, let's say, the last three years in Canada. So that was a bullshit experience. And it was, I cannot really point with a finger just to one person and say it's all your fault. Both of my, my parents made mistakes. I have to give credit to my dad, though, because he did try to maintain uh, harmony and stability inside um, the family structure by taking care of as much as he could, as much as he was physically possible to build, to construct, to maintain, and to keep us steady and alive with, you know, providing while he was the only one going to work. So um, he had a lot to do. He, he really did. And I believe that my mom never gave him credit for that. You know, she, it's, it's, it's hard, really, really hard to imagine what my mom is like. Um, from all the people I know, she's one of the most evil persons on the planet. It's, it's, it's maybe harsh. She's not physically violent, at least not 
not as much as other people would would suggest or 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 have experienced on their own terms so that would be unfair for me to say that but um my mother is extremely jealous uh, very very focused on money uh does not want other people to have more from life than herself at least it appeared always like that and she wanted to be pitied nonstop and she learned that from her mother you know, for my grandma, which was the worst woman I've ever met in my life, even worse than my ex-wife. Well, that's a different story. So before I go too deep in detail once again in my family history, uh, my brother was, um, he was, he wasn't really a wanted child. I have to be honest here and say that because my mom wanted something else. My mom wanted security like most women do. Okay, they wanted to feel that the family was still of value, or she wanted to feel that, and thought having a second child is going to fix that. Now, come on, guys, we all know that's not true. My parents back then they didn't know any better. They were too young, like I said. It, it was it was a catastrophe, and I know it's unfair towards my brother to say that, but it's true. It's just fucking true. I can't do anything against that because it's just way too late. And um, I think my brother suffered a great degree from that because my, my, my father never wanted a second child. He wanted out of that marriage and live his own life or at least try it again somewhere else with, with someone else, which he did. And um, back then, um, I think my father was, in his own way, I believe, a little bit disgusted at the fact that he was becoming a father again with a woman he did not love so you know it's it's a bit harsh to say that i know and it's his fault for sticking his goddamn thing in there you know he's, he should have let, left my mom just alone now he had become a second time father and from that guys you cannot imagine how how fast it just spiraled down into the basement into hell Okay, life at home was nothing. It was, there was no joy anymore. There was nothing. It was, it was just, you know, trying to pretend the world was fine by raising two kids and everything else was just complaints and, and you know, being accused of something, more complaints, more crying around. Life is, is bullshit, which mostly my mom did. And I do remember that she did that. It's just the way she was. You know, I was old enough to understand that we had problems. I couldn't really understand where these problems came from, but I knew they had some. And uh, it was hard for me to watch that development. And um, I think it, it didn't take very long until finally they actually did get divorced and sold everything they had. Then we, I had to stay with my mom because of caretaking and stuff like that. Because if you get divorced in Germany, chances are pretty high that the mother always gets um, the most recognition, protection, and more rights to keep the children, which might have been maybe in the long run the better decision because my dad is too impulsive. He can't really take care of kids. It's, it's a fact. My mom can't do that, and my dad can't do that. So it's a, it's a miracle that I haven't killed myself yet. You know, It's, it's really that bizarre. So... Um, I could tell, though, over the years, um, 
I have to give my, my father some credit for the fact that even though he did create a second family in Taiwan, because you know, he moved there, he had a job that was, he had an opportunity to, to follow his gut and do something. He did that. They filed for divorce and my mom still couldn't let go and tried to give him more shit. You know, and if I tell you that my mom is still being like uh, the lonely single that she is, she got divorced and never, ever had another boyfriend in, in her life. And I know that for a fact because I spent enough time with, with, with that woman to understand what she, would think was, what she was thinking by still accusing my dad of being the nasty person that he really wasn't entirely. Okay, there's always a two-party system here, guys. So um, uh, my, my mom never learned anything from, from, from that. I'm sorry to say, which is also one of the reasons why I stopped maintaining contact, there is not enough emotional groundwork that was left over for me to actually build something or to feel a connection, emotional family connection with her or my brother. There was nothing left. And I say that with all confidence because that's just true. And the reason why it is that way is just because of all the, the fights that we had, the abuse, the manipulation, the, the, the ongoing accusations of, I don't know, just not being the son that my mother always wanted, I suppose, you know. And she got disappointed and never gave me any support for making my own decisions. And she never gave my brother any support for making his own decisions. Maybe now more than before, because she realized she lost one son. That could be, that could be true. Um, but, you know, in, back in those days when I had the, these, these cardio problems, and I, I'm, I'm sure as hell I'm not making this up. It was really tough for me. Um, I got so angered and, and I had so many anxieties because of that, so much anger and frustration. I just couldn't sleep at night. Um, it, was, it was all getting more to my head than, than I was capable of dealing with, emotionally anyway. And that's the moment in my life where I just, I had to make that cut. Otherwise, I would suffer from it and still suffer from it. You know, and... and it's not easy to do that. It, it took me years to actually get the balls to do that and um, to grow a little bit more inside myself to, to face the fact that I should really just go my own way entirely and not give a fuck about what other people want from me, especially not the family. This is more common, I think, in Germany than, in, than anywhere else. <laughs> but it's... Um, it's a complicated issue. I really can't describe it more in detail to you to make you understand what, what that's like, unless you have experienced maybe something similar because of a problem, because of uh, certain issues that were never resolved, or just because of a very aggressive um, em emotional bond within the family that was more destructive than productive. Then I guess you would possibly understand why I had to make that decision. Now, on the other hand, the the topic of making babies within my own family realms, well, I think um, my, I think my brother always wanted a family, a family of his own, something he could actually take care of, um, which is good for him. I don't mind. You know, it's it's not like he doesn't deserve it. Of course, if he wants to, sure. You know, more power to you, man. Um, my 
my father wanted that from me because I think he still cannot accept the fact that my brother is still his son. You know, he doesn't want to maintain contact to him for for the, for one reason only, and that's just because of money. I know it's a cliche. I know, I know, I know, but it's true. It was always about money. My my my, my brother tried to get. Uh, money as much as possible. He was jealous as fuck and furious from jealousy that my father was living just a better life in a different world, in a different country, right? And he just couldn't really access that and couldn't get anything from it. And he thought he deserved to get a portion of his wealth. I am sorry, but that's not the way it works. Just because you're related to that person. that Those divorce papers were signed years ago, buddy. So... Um, you have no no right to anything that he owns. Neither do I. And truth be told, I don't even get anything. I, the only thing I want is to spend time with that old man before he dies. That's the truth. And I told that to his face many times. I just want to go out with the guy, have some food, enjoy life a little bit, talk about the past, the future, jokes, whatever. Women, for all I care, Okay. But I'm not walking over to him and saying, hey, look, man, how you doing? I need a new car. Could you, you know, make some cash fluid? Give me a break. I am too proud to actually do that. I would only do it if it's really an emergency. You know, like my life is in danger or something, or I, I don't know, some catastrophe took place and I need help. I would reach, reach out to him for sure. I would rather get help from him than from my mom. That, that much I know. But... um. I just hope that day never comes because I don't want to. Just putting that aside. Um, yeah, making babies. It's, uh, it never occurred to me that it would be one day maybe necessary for me to have a family. There was one woman in my life, one, that made it possible for me to fantasize even what life would be like if I had her as, as my wife and the mother of my children. That only happened to me once, never again, not before that, not afterwards, not while I was married, nothing. The topic family was not for me. And I think, um, I don't know, it's, it's very difficult to explain why, but I have a feeling in my gut, as if there's a voice outside my head. Every time I'm dealing with a woman who is willing to have kids, I feel danger imminent fuck danger directly in that moment when we're getting too close if i the last woman for example that, that i dated okay that's the the one um the one that tried to get too close to me you know and, and got a bit pushy and all that and i had to cut the cords and i had like some sort of fling with her for a year so um nice lady overall yes uh, you know same age as me but um she had a kid already she had a life that she barely financially maintained but she was still capable of existing and living without being too poor you know it's just uh, budget was tight and she managed that's all i can say and that's fine it, it was just fine the way she she was living that's okay i would never make any any uh, you know a poor judgment upon that it's, it's not necessary i was trying to look at her as a human being and treat her as one while we had a little bit too much fun before everything became a bit too emotional on, on her side now the reason why i did that was we, or with her to um 
not be afraid that she was uh, aiming to sneak in another child just to capture me into a trap was my feeling told me I can do that with this woman. She's not going to betray me on that. That was what my gut told me. That's why I did that. With many other women, including the crush I had with a younger woman that really meant a lot to me, um, we were stuck for a while. We had an affair. You know, she had a boyfriend. She wanted to leave the boyfriend. Never, never really uh, was fully committed to me. And she let me feel that afterwards, lied to my face, and then cut the cords. And I had, of course, during that time when we had the affair, we had, you know, we had uh, the occasional sex. And my feeling told me that there was something wrong with this picture. I could never let go entirely. I couldn't trust her. That's what I'm trying to say. And I knew if I go full speed with that girl, you know, and without, you know, without, without protection and just make her pregnant, my life would be over. That's the danger because she didn't want me, but she wanted a child. That's what I figured out later. And she did find somebody to, to do that with and force marriage. I'm not sure if that was forced or not. I'm just saying that, you know, this, this all developed quite fast. I mean, really, really, really fast in a short period of time after she broke up with me. Afterwards, uh, half a year later, she broke up with her then still boyfriend. And then <laughs> she was like early 20s here, okay? And she married a guy who was over 50. I'm going to repeat that. She was barely over 20 years old. I met her when, you know, when she was around 16, 17. I didn't touch her back then. I just want to say that even though I could have because it's legal in Germany. I just want to put that on a side note. Age of consent in Germany is different from what you might think of California. Okay. So it's not illegal or anything like that. But I was just a, you know, a colleague to her. We, we, we kind of met over work. We knew each other for three years. And when she turned 19, she started to have feelings for me. So that's how this started, you know, and I resisted first because, you know, I just knew that was a bad idea. It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be tragic and shit like that. And doing it, doing this at work, bad idea, right? But I couldn't resist after a few months after she was still, you know, like, like constantly uh, bombarding me with these emotions, you know, and, and being committed to, to me, to a potential future that we might, might have together, all this stuff. And she was really good at selling it. I just want to say that. So that's how this fling started. And from all the women I met, I think she meant the most to me. I talked about that in a, in a previous, uh, one of the first podcasts I think I made, episode, I don't know, three, four, I don't know. And um, uh, I never had a feeling like that before, that when you're together with that woman in bed and your gut tells you, don't do it. It's dangerous. So, you know, the, the sexual acts between us, I had to cut them a little bit short, if you know what I mean. I was feeling very uncomfortable, even though she was fucking beautiful, sexy as hell, great body, all that, anything a man could dream of. And still I had a massive amount of fear inside myself that this is not good to what I'm doing. And this feeling, gotta say, is something that followed me around year after year after year. And I pay very close attention to that feeling. If I meet someone I can trust to enjoy life, including sex, it's a different case. But if I, I just know from observation there's something fishy going on and somebody's trying to force something on you that you do not want, I, 
I stick my dick back in, I'm going home. That's it. And I'm, 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 I'm really proud of that, that I never went full circle with any of these women to actually force a child into a failed relationship that could never be one to begin with, including my ex-wife, which I had to be honest, I did the most mistakes there. I should have never married that woman, but that's a different case. Um, it still could be possible that one day, though, I could meet someone where this feeling is not present, where I know I can trust that woman, where my feeling tells me just, you know, this is a safe place to be, then maybe, maybe I would be willing to do a child. But look, I'm over 40 now. I don't really care about that topic. My dad cares way too much because he lives in a different world. Okay, he comes from a different time, different generation. Having kids means everything to these people, right? But I don't really want to do that just for the hell of making babies. It's bullshit. First of all, we can all agree on that. Second of all, um, I don't think if I would be easy at heart with making children, just looking for some woman that would be suffice for me at some point in time, or even emotionally suffice, um, is it a really good idea to, to push children into this sick and twisted, fucked up world? Really? I mean, why? Why would you do that? I personally just cannot justify that I want to have kids. Because I think when I follow other people, when they, you know, fall in love, they, they meet each other for the first time, and then a few years pass, and they, they feel really the super connection, all the, the emotional stuff that comes with it, then they want to have a family, especially here on the countryside. You know, it's very... It's, it's just not something people cannot live without here, at least, okay? And it's sometimes, I have, I have the feeling it makes people blind. They have a blind spot when it comes to this, you know, without really, without knowing exactly what it is that you want, they just do it because that's what they're told. That's how they were brought up, not because they really want this from the heart and make their own decision by becoming a mother or father. So I think there is a huge difference here. And I think that is also more selfish to just reproduce because that's what everyone expects from you. And you want that so bad that you can have the same reputation like your family members or neighbors. That's an issue here. That's really fucking dangerous to do. I see this all the time. I have um, um, a colleague of mine from work. I don't have any friendship with him going on anymore. I told him, that I don't feel comfortable around him, that he's too aggressive, you know, that I don't want to spend too much time with him because he has issues. And I told him that into his face. I'm serious about that. The, the guy has issues. It's the, it's the same douchebag that uh, told his girlfriend if he has sex with her, he feels dirty and needs a shower. That's the guy, okay? And um, he says that. Why? You know, he says these things. Why? Because he's unsatisfied, obviously. But he fell into the same trap, the same selfish bullshit that many people get fed with, you know? First of all, get a wife somehow. You know, she doesn't have to be pretty, she doesn't have to be perfect, just get a wife. That's what he was thinking. I'm not sure that that was something that people told him, but that is something, a form of status in life that gave other people respect. Okay, I know how crazy that sounds, but bear with me here. Because he, he managed to save enough money to actually make the first payment after getting a loan from the bank to build a house. 
which is fine. I like his house. It's a beautiful house. No shit. And he had a girlfriend back then. Then he married her because she wanted to have a baby. You know, as far as I know, she was insisting on having the baby and he played along because the woman is clever enough to, to get him to do what needs to be done to be, you know, to be a mom. So that's the first uh, decision of, of being totally selfish and doing something because you just want to. Okay, not because, not because, not because of love, that's what I'm trying to say here. There, there is no love between these two people. I've seen them enough. I have been observant. I have been carefully watching these two breaks. And um, they've been screwing around with each other from day one because they both do not know what it is that they want. And that's a fact. And I could, you could see the smile on my face because I feel some, some form of uh, schadenfreude, if you know what I mean. Because... You know, they just don't have enough brains to realize what they're doing is just repeating a cycle that other people have been praying to them from day one. And now they sit in the gutters with, you know, the woman becoming, um, gaining more weight. She's not doing much ever since she has become a mom. She, I mean, she is working, of course, but not taking care of her physical health and, and fitness. He doesn't like it and treats her like garbage which is sadly true. They don't love each other. They don't fuck each other. They have a child now. They have the cliche build up, finished inside those four walls, and none of them are happy. Well, guess what? Congratulations. This is what you wanted. This is what you get, right? So this is, um, once again, a very foolish example of how the stupidity of, of the human race uh, just fucks itself up the ass by uh, creating a cliche family structure that other people are expecting from you and you just do it anyway without even thinking about what it is that you want from life or if this woman is exactly the partner you're looking for. And to give one more proof to this little phenomenon here, one one more piece of evidence. This guy has an older brother who is much more successful in his life, and he's more established. He's more uh, straightforward uh, thinking in what he wants from life, and he 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 just did it. He could handle it way better, and he's also more skilled than he is in in any kind of handcraft, you could say, especially when it's about construction. And uh, I have noticed that was told to me, and I do believe they were telling the truth. Um, I, I could see it from the body language and facial expression when his older brother was trying to take care of, uh, you know, the family business of his or, you know, helping out with the house, having a discussion of some sort. And you could just sense a huge amount of tension and disappointment on his face from the older brother. I can't say any names here. Just, you know, bear with me on this. So um, afterwards, I was told by... Um, the younger brother, my co-worker, so, so to speak, that he knows that his, his brother was completely dissatisfied of his choice for marriage material, his choice of a woman. And the reason for that, now he didn't say that, but I know. I just, fucking it, come on, this is easy. This is not rocket science. 
I know that he's disappointed because his brother never really took any initiative to put in the elbow grease to actually find someone who would be fitting to him and his needs. Okay? He didn't do the job. He didn't, he didn't do the work. He never dated around. He just, he just picked someone who was making pretty eyes at him at work. Another co-worker, yes. And that's it. That's all the experience he has. Okay? So if, if he doesn't really put any effort in doing anything at all, in actually creating a family, what the fuck are other people supposed to expect from a guy like that? You know? He's bitter as fuck. He's completely disappointed about his life. He's completely um, lost in his own world, being angry, frustrated, hating his wife, not touching her, and now complaining that, you know, life is not easy. Well, fuck you, you idiot. (laughs) You should have paid more attention instead of just sticking it in and letting it happen, for fuck's sake. You know, come on. I'm I'm saying this is one of the, the, the more bad sides of life here on, on, on the, the countryside, where, like I said, it's, it's the same uh, scheme, the, the, the same uh, scenery or scenario being, being projected upon other, other generations, from the older to the younger, from neighbors to their other neighbors. It's all about status in the end. Because a, a person who is st- still single around his, his 30s or 40s is considered to be a failure. Now, that's a... That's a, you know, some crackerjack material here. That's something you can actually build um, a good reputation on or something you can learn from. It is important not to give a fuck what people want from you. You have to know what it is that you want, you know, and that's coming from a guy who's having a vacation in his uh, basement apartment, still not capable of doing the work that he wanted to do because he's just really wasted and, and tired and exhausted. And I think I just needed this vacation for myself to do nothing except a little bit of this, a little bit of that, some drawings, some wine, obviously, some cooking, and uh, mountain bike tours, which I often post on Instagram to show you how beautiful the nature side is here. So, this is my rambling cast for today. It's not really productive, I know, but I still believe if you belong to one of those generations who just wants to force a family into the world with kids, okay, and all that marriage crap, just to satisfy your need for a specific form of status to be recognized and respected by other people, that's nonsense. That is the biggest, biggest bullshit I have ever heard when it comes to any form of family growth here, social contacts and social construction here in, in if, you, if you could even call it that, I don't know. But here in Bavaria, a lot of people have this, this issue. You know, they just try something and, you know, I, look, I, I get the fact that you have to try somewhere. You have to start somewhere and do something. That's true. But in this case, it's a guy who'd never made any effort, Okay. And he doesn't want to do any effort because he doesn't know how. He's very, very insecure when it comes to women. That's a problem. Okay. But if a person like that is not outspoken enough to actually deal with that problem and look for help or advice or just, you know, share some emotional value here uh, uh, just based on his, his issues, then nobody can help him. And no one else can help a person like that. They have to do these mistakes. They have to be... Um, 
well, ignorant to their own happiness. They have to be selfish because other people want them to be selfish for the wrong reasons. And they just follow through with that program. Narrow-minded, thick-skulled, right through the wall. And that's what happens. And that's, that's what you get in the end. Just an unhappy family and maybe, who knows, if, if they can't get their shit together, another divorce is going to come through the door. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. And the reason why this stuff actually makes me a bit angry is because this guy actually came up to me claiming that I was jealous of his life. Are you serious, motherfucker? I laughed in his face. You know, and said, this guy's full of shit. He really is. It's, uh, that was an asshole move to actually pretend that anyone, anyone could be jealous of what he has when he comes home to a woman he does not love. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that's one way to put it. I'll stop the podcast today. Um, I was just thinking about my dad and his wish for having kids. It's most likely uh, possible that I will never have any children, and I'm fine with that. Otherwise, I would have tried to do something when, while I was 25 or 30. But no, I still have time, of course. Most, most people tell me, look, you can be a dad when you're 50. Well, yeah, but I don't want to be 70 years old and trying to play soccer with a guy, right? Assuming it's going to be a boy or something. So, no, I don't think I'm, I'm, I can do that. But if it does happen and I want children with a woman, you know, it, it, well, then I am older. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm just saying that right now, most likely, it will not happen. And it's certainly none of my goals. I need my freedom. I need my peace and quiet to do what I want to do if I get the balls and the guts and the energy to actually do it. That's a different case. But I'm still in the middle of my studies and I'm going to return to my desk and do just that because I still need more reading to do. But it feels good to talk to you guys, you know, just blow steam off the air to a bunch of strangers whom I've never met. But I do wish you well. I really do. I wish that you're happy with whatever it is that you put into your thick skull. <laughs> any, any form of joy and health and success or money can come your way or love. Whatever it is, you deserve it. It's fine. I'm just too realistic for my own good, I suppose. Um, that's all I need to say for today. I'll get back to you with uh, more Peter Gabriel material at some point because I really, really would love to talk about that too. Uh, my vacation is still not over. I'll be here for a while. Maybe later I'll do another recording over the weekend. Who knows? Tomorrow is uh, barbecue day with a bunch of friends. That's going to sound like fun, or it might be fun for me. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Until then, be kind to each other as usual. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there, and don't do anything stupid. I'll be back. Take care and bye-bye.